the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Bueno. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. Hola, como estas? We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. We're glad you're tuning in. We're glad you're listening to the show today on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Yes, welcome to Mediocrity. <laughs> this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a wonderful outpatient program for substance use, chemical dependency, and behavioral health issues. So if you or a loved one would like any information on our program or the services we offer, please give us a call at 1-844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Uh, or you can visit our website, matthewshope.org or mhdrp.org. Or you can give Candy Pants a call at 346-980-3530. I thought we weren't allowed to call her Candy Pants. It just stuck. It just stuck. You did it. Yes. In fact, we were at um, our boss's birthday party yesterday, and we were playing uh, cornhole with a guy from the IT department. Yeah. And me and uh, Nick and Candace, and Nick yells at Candace, and he goes, come on, Candy Pants, you know, and he, an IT guy had never heard that. He was like, he didn't listen to the show. He's like, Candy Pants? <laughs> and I'm like, that's apparently her name. That's it what, is. And Nikki is Nikki Boo, and he didn't know that. So now the IT department knows their nicknames. And and um, her husband calls her Candy anyway, right? And her name is Candace, but he calls her Candy. So Candy Pants is just a natural progression. Of course, yeah. Well... Listen, we are really happy you're listening to us today. Um, evidently, your appointment fell through or that thing didn't happen, but we're really grateful that you're here. Thank you. And as usual, you're listening to us live <clears throat> Sundays at 1 p.m. on KPRC 950, or you're waiting until they upload us to all of the podcast platforms around 5 p.m., iHeartRadio, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, all of them. And you can also go to any of them and go to our past episodes and check out how hopefully we have progressed a little bit through time in doing this thing. (laughs) I remember when I first started doing this show, I used to get so nervous when it would play the intro music and I'd have to like try to meditate to like calm my nerves. And now we just don't even care. (laughs) We don't even come up with topics or care about the show. That's not true. We do care. And I think that I'm just not nervous about it anymore. Yeah. Which, because I get, I have like a fear of public speaking, which is crazy because I talk for a living, but it's, it, I just kind of get insecure of like what people might think of me. So I used to get real nervous and it's not that I don't care what they think of me now. I just, I think I'm used to it. I've done this enough times that yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with it. It's a comfort zone now. Well, and, and we have fun and we work out some things and we talk about experience, strength and hope. So I, I you know, I, we had somebody come to our, our meeting last night, a guy named James. That was really cool, by the way. Uh, so so let me explain what happened. Uh, no, no, I want to be like, I want to be up front and like forward for a second. Can I do that? It depends on how upfront you're wanting to be. <laughs> Every year, there comes a time when we're getting close to contract new renegotiation and you and I are like, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, right? Because we have to, it's not a big deal, but we do stop in the middle of our day. We got to come to the studio. I, that's not it. so much a thing for me. I don't mind doing the show. Well, I just me, hope that I'm finish, helpful though. to others. You didn't let me finish. Okay, though. go ahead. Did you drink a lot of coffee today? Just one cup. Red Bull? Well, two cups and a Red Bull. 
Oh, Lord. Um, anyways, it, it, like once a year, we're like, I don't know if I want to do this. But it seems like, and I don't know if it's God or it's human beings or what's doing it, but every time we start thinking about that, people will stop us and say, hey, I really enjoy what you're doing. Thank you. you you've helped me in this way. You've helped me in that way. And it's yep. like, okay. All right, we'll 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 keep doing it because this is not. We just want to make sure we're being helpful and that our motive that's is good. It. We enjoy it. Deep, yeah. deep down, we do enjoy doing it. We both love to hear ourselves talk. Because no you and doubt I could be that. on a street corner doing this right now. We don't have to have a radio show to talk. Right, and so <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it it is really cool. So um, just saying hello to James out there. It was really cool to meet you last night. And um, yeah. yes, so last night for our audience that may not understand, we were at a twelve step meeting, and and some guy that we had not met before named James came up and introduced. <laughs> Well, he came to me and he goes, I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> you do. Uh-oh. And, uh, and he said he's been listening to Relevant Recovery and getting a lot out of it, him and his wife. So yeah. I think that, that I, I said thank you because it really lets me know that maybe we help a person. And I that just, I'm glad it feels like we're, maybe have purpose in it. Well, so we just got back in town and we can't talk about going out of town because somebody gave their license plate over the air. So we can never talk about when we're going to go out of town. But we can talk about it after we get back. But we just got back <laughs> in t- I told Will that. So Heather gave her license plate over the air. We don't have to talk about it again. It's whatever. And I'm like, you can't do that. And she's like, what? And so I told Will and he goes, she did not. You should have told me I would have bleeped it out. Like, it's a big deal. But anyways, we just got back in town. We just got back in town from we Las Vegas. went to Vegas for a 12-step conference mm-hmm. where they had like back 12, back speakers. 12, 13 speakers. There's more than that. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> you had a difficult time. <laughs> I really did. Look, And because you had a difficult time, that meant I had to have a difficult time. <laughs> That's how this works. It's called marriage. Now, so our topic today is going to be holiday stressors because of the season and the cyclical cycle we find ourselves in. But we want to kind of correlate it to what recently happened this weekend. Because we did go to Las Vegas for a sober convention. And people are like, sober convention in Las Vegas? You know, like... Sin City. Sounds like an oxymoron. But there was a thousand sober people. And it sells out every year. It's a big, cool thing. And... um, and we went last year, and we have some really close friends that we love that go every year. And mm-hmm. so we go with them, and, and we always have fun when we're with them. But for whatever reason, which we'll get into the topic of wh- what we think the reason is, but for any, but, for whatever reason, we were off. All of us were off. Let's we say that. Off like even upon our friends. arrival. <laughs> right. And so the first two days, I was really negative, and, and all the stuff I oh, went really through negative. in the field. Yeah. I, I didn't even want to be there. I didn't want to be hanging out with anybody. I didn't, and it had nothing to do with them. No, and like it was all me. It was in my head, and um, I didn't want to take the trip. I didn't want like I was just off, and and this is like you know it was five days of, I mean I don't think for five of us I don't think our food bill was ever below six hundred dollars. I mean we we ate well. We had fun. Yeah, we had some great food. We really food did. I've never even heard and of. We saw some fun people and nice people and all that. So well, don't go anywhere. I think what we'll do is we'll kind of break it down and I'll re- why, why reveal what I found. Why is the holidays stressful? <laughs> Relevant Recovery Radio.
Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hi. On a wonderful Sunday afternoon. So here's what happened. Year 2027. What, what, what happened was... What happened was is that I had a horrible attitude. What happened was so that... so true. You're spot on right now. <laughs> you're, you're saying that I'm right for once? No, the deal was is like I didn't know what was going on at first. I was excited to go. I didn't know what was going on. I know on. you didn't, but I'm, I'm just explaining from my perspective for just a moment for anyone that has a spouse like mine. And you're, um, you're not... Before you get self-righteous... <laughs> you're not normally like this, but... It wasn't but a month, month and a half ago that you were in the same mode. So let's let's okay. start this whole... Point that out? That's not the topic today. <laughs> Why are you gaslighting like... <laughs> me right now? We're talking about your malady, not mine. What I want to say is that... So don't get defensive. I want to I want to talk about I this. I get it, but what I want to say is the cool thing about our marriage... Is that we can talk about it without Is that, A, we both... <laughs> yeah, we both go through it. Yeah, that's true. We're fairly supportive of each other. We're getting better and better at that. When you're going through it, I support you. When I'm going through it, you support me. We're getting better at the back and forth and taking care of each other. Yeah. All right, so break it down. So, like, in, from what I just started to notice, because I was excited to go, uh, I love to travel. You and I normally travel well together. It doesn't matter where we go. Um, but what I just noticed is you were complaining a lot about things you normally don't complain about. Mm -hmm. And I was joking last week on the radio show before the day before we left, you went to the mall and dropped like a thousand dollars on shoes and pants and different things. And clothes. it didn't make me feel any better. It, it, it My didn't. therapy failed. So, but it also didn't bother you that I know of. But when we got to Vegas, hold on, hold on, it was necessity. Okay, maybe so, but yeah. so was food in Vegas. So what I'm saying is, is so was so was taking an Uber or a cab to and from where we're going in Vegas, but that seemed to bother you, and you just you're normally not obsessed about money or spending. I don't really care usually. And but you were right away complaining about the cost of this or the cost of that or this or that, and like our hotel room was fancy and nice. It's in a newer hotel. And it didn't even have one of those in-room coffee machines. They ma it made you go to a coffee place to spend $45 on a box of coffee so that we could have Bro. coffee in the morning. Bro. And so every time we went from our convention to our hotel or back, it was, you know, 20 to $35 each way, each way. Ubering and cabbing. And, and um, so... By the I, way, if you're in Vegas, take a cab. Cabs are Wait way for the cab, hail a cab. Take a cab because Ubers are number one, so ridiculous now. And we found out from a driver, he goes, can I ask y'all, what are y'all paying for this cab ride? I think we it were paying- It was $27. It was $27 and he was going to make seven. $20 do not, Uber. Do not give Uber your money anymore. In Vegas, they're just, they're ripping these guys but off. But you have to wait longer for a cab than an Uber, so a lot of people don't do that. But anyways- But in the end, we got to where we were willing to wait. My point is, is- Because a $15 cab ride was a $30 Uber ride. Right. So- just but, FYI. Okay, but that's not the point. So yeah, yeah. point going back to what was you were complaining about that. <laughs> it seems I'm still burnt that's, on it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, everything's fine. Um, but then maybe you didn't thoroughly enjoy one of the evening speakers that was uh, first night, whatever. And so, and I didn't either. I'm not saying you're the only one, but um, when I just remember by the next morning, our first morning or second morning or something like that, like you and I were arguing in the hotel room. And I'm just like yelling at you. I'm like, please don't run this trip for me. Like you're it was too late. <laughs> please don't run this trip for me. Like, like, put your big boy pants on. We're going to have to Uber and we're gonna have to eat and we're gonna have to spend money and we're gonna we paid to be here. Let's go to the conference. Mm -hmm. But I do really agree that with your you were complaining a lot, but I it was a lot of sitting. 
And so from... I don't do that kind of sitting that well. It was it was uncomfortable. Um, I can sit, right? I'm mm-hmm. a professional sitter <laughs> Right. But uh, from Thursday evening till Sunday afternoon, there was a speaker every hour on the hour, pretty much, that spoke for either one or two hours with just a 30-minute break mm-hmm. in between each sometimes, and then a two-hour lunch or dinner break. So you barely had time to leave and go do anything and come back, and otherwise you were sitting. And it's in one giant ballroom all weekend with a 1,000 people, and it's rude to get up and leave. So it's not like, oh, if I got to go use the bathroom, I can just slip out. That's bad etiquette. It's not allowed. It's very disrespectful to disturb your neighbor. They actually ask you not to do that. So you're stuck in the room. And I want to say this, though. Last year, we went to the exact same conference. They did it the same way. And, and we was, had a wonderful time. We really did. And so, so what's they put different? on, if, if any of you out there know which one we're talking about, it's every year in December in Vegas. We, it's a wonderful deal. It is. They put together a wonderful deal. This has to do with us and where we are. So that's what I'm trying to, to turn it around to is uh, why the topic is called holiday stressors is because we have started to notice a pattern. Well, I did. Yeah, I mean, I did too. No, I, you have one too? No, I mean, I noticed yours. <laughs> I'd like for us to be using I statements today. <laughs> um, and so what seems to happen, so everybody, I am a recovery coach, so I talk to a lot of people around what they're dealing with, and it's very cyclical in general for people to go into some sort of seasonal depression or to feel more lonely over the holidays or to feel more stressed over the holidays Lots of commitments. You remember we were debating not even having our uh, sober Christmas party because we couldn't even figure out what night to fit it on. Yeah. And so we did. We had it. It was a wonderful time. But like I was looking at my calendar and I don't have a free evening without a commitment until second week of January right now. Which is ridiculous. And on one hand. Yeah. On we'll one get to hand. That later. We'll get to that later. And so usually around this time, yes, we want to spend more time with family, with friends, um, we, you usually take a couple weeks off of work two different times uh, towards the end of the year because you save up your PTO. And you'll say things like, I'm just excited to rest or things yeah. like And like you completely sell me on that idea too. Oh, I want to go rest. And if you'll remember, we planned don't, that. Don't, don't, give away the, the, don't give away the plot. I'm not giving away the plot. I'm okay. elaborating more on t- well, I want to talk more about Vegas and then about when we got home and the shenanigans you pulled on me this morning. <laughs> Really? So, so we heard your perspective. That was part of it. My perspective is that I... I uh, I'm used to being busy, though. I just I just surrender to it. It's mental gymnastics for me. You were trying to fight to be less busy and rest, and I feel like that's totally justified. I'm like, yeah, you should do that. But I, I just uh, can't. I, well, I stack it, my calendar, and then you yell at me for it. Part of it is that the week after Thanksgiving, we were out of town. Right. And then we're back one week. And during that week, I had to do two weeks worth of work to catch up. And then we go out of town again. Mm-hmm. Now we're back. And now we're leaving again. Don't say that on the air. <laughs> but we may. Well, they don't know when. Yeah. We may <laughs> be going out of town again. So it's it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's That part is too much. That I'm going to concede to. But um, this morning, was I? Do you honestly, if you reflect on this morning, so. Anyways, you blow up on at me in Vegas. <laughs> I did not. Tell me I'm insufferable and complaining and negative and all that. I which said you were being very negative. You may have been partially right. Me. You may have been partially right. But 
uh, from my perspective is I was I I was tired. I didn't want to be there. I've already told you, do not schedule me for next year. I am absolutely not going. Um, only because our lives are already busy and December's just a little extra. Mm-hmm. It's a little extra busy. Um, and I just didn't enjoy it with the the way that I eat, the routines, the things that I do. It just, it's really hard, right? Now, I was able to eat semi on my diet fairly fairly well, but it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it costs um, a lot of money even if you're a trash panda. It just costs a lot of money to eat in Vegas, period. Right. It doesn't matter what your diet the is. The other part of it, and Chris and I were talking about it, is the sitting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy that can sit because you're looking at legitimately three full days of sitting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just can't do it. I mean, you tell me when you've ever seen me do that ever. Yeah. I just, it's not in my DNA. And so therefore, for that reason, I'm out. You did it when we went fishing. You did it just fine on the side of a lake or fishing. at a fire pit. I, I was fishing, bro. We're fishing. It's completely, you're doing something. I'm not sitting in a chair staring at some people droning on into a microphone, right? Mm. There's a difference. I'm just saying when, when you're sitting in a chair listening to a speaker, it should be engaging to where you it's follow not. a story with it's them. It's not. And for you engaging. it is. For you it is. It's for me it's not. You just can't pay attention? No, it just, it has a different effect on me. Uh, that it does on you. Are you I crying just, right now? What's wrong with you? No, I don't cry to get out of arguments like you did this morning. <laughs> I cry when I'm like about to lose it. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to miss what's coming up next. We're going to actually just beat each other up in studio. Don't go anywhere. Be, be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Help. On this <laughs> post-wonderful vacation show. <laughs> no, I think that I can laugh about it right now. Um, you weren't laughing this morning. No, you were really upset me this morning. By but- the way, in a f- the few times this year, it's been definitely more than once this year for you. You've had your moments. I don't cry to get out of it. That's Why Why you do that? You make me feel bad. That's the goal. How else can I make you feel bad about you? You make me sad about me all the time. I need to make you sad about you. (laughs) (laughs) And so if I got to cry to make you sad about you, I will. So where did the conversation start this morning? This conversation started this morning. It doesn't matter. It does with the show today. I just think that. um, Well, I want to walk through now the realization. I think I had a topic in mind on how to present something and your brain was not clicking and disagreed and you came to the bathroom to try to explain to me why you didn't see my vision. And so I was explaining to you where I was coming from and it didn't you mesh with you. You. Were, you were coming at me, bro. I wasn't. I was trying to flip it to a different perspective. Your perspective was nothing but negative and complaints with no solution again. And so I was trying to spin it to what I saw and what my perspective was to see if you could grasp any of that, and you couldn't. Will you concede, the, too, that you were doing it abrasively? Oh, my goodness. You just can't. I probably was abrasive. You're okay. frustrating me. Okay. So we couldn't agree on it. Yeah. I'm trying to just talk to you. You were getting upset with me, and I, and I imagine, right, I've been grating on your nerves for five days. But what happened next is that if I'm this disturbed at you, it has nothing to do with you. This is what I recognize at least at the minimum after 10 years of doing this is that if 
I am disturbed by you, the outward appearance that is it that you are being difficult or you then the problem's definitely within me. There's something going on, right? And so <clears throat> you get ready and you get ready to go and you come say bye and we're talking for a minute. Well then when you leave, I had I had been reading my spiritual reading mm-hmm. already. And I I just sat quiet for a bit. Because I couldn't figure out, like, okay, I know I'm disturbed, but it doesn't make sense. And so then I I got on my knees, and I got on my face. Like, I laid down, and I just talked to God, and I'm like, please help me. Like, tell me what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? Like, please help me. I know that lately I've not been obedient, right? I haven't been really going to intentional prayer and meditation in the mornings, and I haven't been, but but show me. What what's going on? And so I go back to my chair and I sit for a few more minutes. <clears throat> and then, because I don't sit still well, I was like, you know what, let me go clean the dishes. And I get up and I go into the kitchen and I begin doing the dishes. It was a few things from yesterday and I'm cleaning the counters and all of a sudden it hit me. My immediate thought is that my prayer meditation in the last week or two has not really been on point. Like, I'll go through the motion, but there's no intentionality there. There's no, it's almost like the the checkbox. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, there's that. But then all of a sudden the thought came to me. Starting in September, October, when I, f- I had two guys in the book sponsoring. Mm-hmm. But as it gets closer to Christmas, I weaned it down to one, and my one has had a lot going on. He's already through the steps. He's not dying, right? He's We're going through them again. But he's been busy. I haven't been able to work with him. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been working with anybody, mm-hmm. like really doing it. And so then I started thinking about it, like, okay, wait a minute. And then I think you and I talked on the phone real quick. Like, this goes on every year. Yeah, so when you called me... And you were like explaining to me that your realization was that cyclically every year around this time, you start to feel like you deserve me time. Or that there's a delusion. And that's what I believe it is. There's a delusion in my brain that says you need rest. Slow down. You you need rest. You deserve rest. You need to do less. If you want to go to that meeting up north, do it. If you want to go sit in the cigar shop, do it. You don't. You can take a break. You work hard all year long. Now it's your time to rest before the beginning of a new year. Like these now, are but the here's, things that go on in our minds. But here's how God works in my life, right? So I did my prayer. I did my meditation. I did all the things I'm supposed to. But it wasn't until I went in the kitchen and and I legit went because I'm like, okay, I've been I've been a real A. Mm-hmm. let me go clean the kitchen so at least Heather comes home to like clean counters, clean stove, dish. Like I, I legit went in there. And when I began doing that, like God gives it to me. Here it is. All right. So then I talk to you. So then I go get in a meeting with one of my project managers, Stephanie, and we're talking and she goes, how are you? I'm like, I think I'm too idle. And she said, you and I can't do that. She said, we're cut from the same cloth. God fit us to be of service to others and we can't be idle. It's like idle hands, idle minds. Well, they say idle hands are the devil's playground. And that is so true with me. 
this is what I'm finding because I should be able to go through anything. But why is it every year around this time? I just want to point out that we just recently, a few weeks ago, went on like a six-day cabin fishing cabin in the woods trip where we did nothing for days. And we didn't fight. We had a great time. Well, but, but, well, but we fished. But we fished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is I think that even though those things are okay to do, Sometimes when when people like me or you are overindulgent in like selfish time, yeah. me time, rest time, things I can easily justify well, in my mind for someone like me and you, sometimes those things are poison. Sometimes those things aren't good for our spirit. Okay, so you know when God gives you an answer how not only comfortable it is, but then like everything sort of fits together and it all makes sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. What doesn't make sense is like, okay, Donna, you still have a guy in the book. You are very active. You're doing your things. This doesn't make sense. But here's how it works for me. And I think we have to figure ourselves out. Like, for instance, I'm on full-blown carnivore diet. And for me, my body works well with it, Mm -hmm. right? I do well with it. Others may not. But for me, it's perfect. All right. So with our spiritual program of action that we work, here's if I work now in reverse of what happened, here's what happens. The thought of not getting another sponsee was on the tail of you and I discussing, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool to like go take rides on the motorcycle on Saturdays? It's like, oh, boom, I'm not going to take a sponsee that I have to see on that day. Okay, cool. I freed up Saturday mornings. By the way, how many times have we ridden the bike on Saturdays? None. Okay. So there's the idea that I need to free up my Saturday mornings, right? Because others are telling me this, by the way. Donnie, you do too much. You need to free up time. You need to free up time. But, Heather, what happens every time I free up time? You go crazy. Okay. So now. You go Looney Tunes on me. (laughs) Okay. We're we're good there. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely horrible to be around. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, I normally and very much enjoy you. And then when it gets to the holidays, I seriously consider whether or not you're bipolar sometimes because of how flipped you are. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means either. I'm just talking about you right now. We're just going to, yeah, I'll give you your time. You go, you go, girl. (laughs) No, I'm just saying you've been very out of character for real. And, And I even told you that in Vegas, that you're normally not like this. And it didn't hit me until we talked this morning that something like this happens every Christmas time. It didn't hit you until I said something about it. I know. That's what I said. The immediate thought of an alcoholic is, well, it's because I didn't pray and meditate right last week. No, it's because you've been self-indulgent since October. And so here's what happened. This is what I'm trying to explain is it started with a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you know what? I really enjoy in the, the fall and the winter, not in the summer, going to the Thursday night cigar meeting. Mm-hmm. Right Now, May through August, I don't really go out there because it's way too hot. But when I can, I love going out there for that. Oh, well, you know what? It means I can't really see somebody on Thursday now. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and so what's happened is as I whittle down to free up some time, and I'll justify and say, well, I need meetings. Because that's go. the point. I know you're kind of talking very specifically here, but it, it apply, I want it to apply to the audience. Look at your own life and see where you justify things that could potentially be self-centered. And it will feel completely justified in the moment. And it it's will, a slippery slope. It will feel like, oh, that's not a big deal. Of course I deserve to do that. Or, oh, I'm, oh that'll be fun. You know, I work hard all week. Or, you know, not, I'm not saying those thoughts are always wrong or always dangerous. I don't know what the balance needs to be for you and your family. But yeah. for me and my family, um, 
we don't get to get away with it and stay spiritually fit or sane. And so the problem is, is that as that sli- as I slide down that slope and I get more and more free time, I want more and more free time. I demand it. I need it. The delusion builds. Mm-hmm. But when I look back in the past, when I'm busy and I'm sponsoring two or three guys actively in the book and I've got church commitments and I've got, and I have very little downtime with you Saturday afternoon, Sunday, and we stay busy. I'm pretty joyful. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. And I do want to, I don't know if we have enough time for the break, but I do want to talk about it from one more perspective. Do you remember the time a few years ago at the old house where you cleaned house instead of cleaned house? Oh gosh, I don't know if we should go into I'm that topic. Go into that when we we get should back. just go into a break right now. <laughs> we'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Even Will bobs his head to this one. Like, you just can't help it, right? It's a good one. It's probably the best guitar riff out there. Uh, welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with Heather and Donnie. Hi. Uh, so do you want to put more of my buffoonery on blast? Well, I'm just I'm just talking about the patterns I'm becoming aware of this, this today. I'm today years old when I realized that uh, in, like, 2019, um, you and I were not getting along during the holiday season, and you were, was it the holiday? Uh-huh. And you were supposed to write inventory. Res- resentment inventory over me and some other things. And to avoid, and, we, <laughs> and by the way, in, for those that don't know the 12-step world, when you write inventory, it's called cleaning house. I'm the house. Internally, I got to clean myself. I got to see what's in me that's disturbing me. And so we call it cleaning house. So you were supposed to clean house and write this inventory on me. But instead... You went and literally cleaned all the windows outside of our whole house. Inside and out. Inside, yeah. So you cleaned house literally instead of cleaning house spiritually. And it was an avoidant tactic. So at the same time, I completely agree with everything you're saying that we become indulgent and self-centered and at the slippery slope. But at the same time, are we, or you or me, ever in patterns where we stay busy and avoid the spiritual work we should be doing should we be sitting alone at least once a week writing some inventory yes, spending extra should. time in prayer and meditation and yes stuff? you should i agree with all those points please start that immediately <laughs> i'm just saying sometimes i feel because like, this show we're focusing on me but yeah. a month ago we could have focused on you uh, absolutely okay and i just, just just put that out there okay oh are you getting <laughs> defensive i'm feeling a little beat up right now oh you shouldn't we're both crazy sometimes so here's the Some thing. Some of us more than others. <laughs> <laughs> when you and I are in our mode, do you ever get jealous? So when I'm in the mode, the right mode, the mode that God has really fit me for, and that is being of servant, being being a servant, being a service. Mm-hmm. By the way, when we're doing that, I don't have a problem with energy. God energizes me. He gives me the strength I need to keep going and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've always, as a woman, I've always connected for me and all the girls I've ever sponsored, when someone struggles with laziness or a lack of energy and motivation, it's always connected to spiritual deficiencies and self-centeredness. Okay. So I will be at a cigar event with the church folk, or I'll be at a meeting with, you know, the 12-step folk, whatever. And sometimes they're like, man, you are too busy. You got to have more downtime or you're way too committed. Or... Or they're telling me what they, yeah, yesterday I went home and I just kind of chilled. And sometimes I get a little bit jealous. Mm. 
and, and I think it's a human nature, but the real deal for you and I, at least I think for you, but I, definitely for me, is that God f- gave me a purpose. And when I am fulfilling that purpose, which honestly is a commitment Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Thursday. It doesn't have to be exact. What I'm saying, though, I'm, no, I want to explain it to people. I know you get tired of it, but it's, it's, it's important to understand when I say commitments that I work Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And I have commitments Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. sometimes on Friday, right? And when I'm sponsoring the right amount of guys, I've got stuff going on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And then you and I will get Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and Sunday maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's my— what, But hold on. Uh-huh. Other people see that and they're like— Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> but I think but that— But when I'm doing that, I have contentment, joy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of others. I'm not looking for more downtime. And then when I do actually have the downtime, Saturday afternoons and Sunday, I'm grateful for it. And I appreciate it and I enjoy it. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's this complete flip-flop— this this axiom, this spiritual axiom, yeah. right? If I want peace, I got to work. I just think that I, I speak from experience when I say I had 13 years of my 20s into my 30s, and I did not have addiction issues at that time. I was sober. Um, I struggled with laziness. I struggled with depression. I struggled with chronic pain. I struggled with anxiety, loneliness, mm-hmm. um, and I complained a lot. I was so spiritually sick, but I thought everybody else was the problem. And I was... In- and I don't... By the way, I don't know that person. That is definitely not you today. You today, when you're not in your moments, which they're not frequent, but when you are just you, you are happy, you are hilarious, you're joyful. Like, it's a lot to affect you. You're just pretty evenly keeled and in a good spot. And I so I don't know that other so person long, you talk It feels about. like a different lifetime. Sometimes I struggle to even remember what I was like. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me, because sometimes I might, like, work with a client that's newly sober that really reminds me of myself. But I, when we're talking about stresses in the holidays, it has nothing to do with the holidays. The holidays no. just the holidays just magnify your current spiritual condition. Well, for me, <laughs> wait, wait. I want to say, because I see where you're going with that, and I, I do agree. But for me, there is a delusion that starts operating every fall. Every fall, and this is what I have to smash. Every fall is the delusion of it's the end of the year, you're going to get to work less. You're going to get more me time. And I start sliding into me time and the uh, malady starts raising, mm-hmm. right? And that's what but, I was saying. But where I think you're going is, is that if I stay consistent, there's really nothing that can knock me off, whether it's mm-hmm. holidays, bad news, tragedy. Like yeah. if I stay consistent, I can weather any storm at any time and I don't have to worry about what time of year it is. Right. And I think that... I just I would just watch people that struggle, including you, around the holidays every year. And I know that it really has nothing to do exactly with the holidays. It's other delusions attached to it that lead up to it. So I always say this, like um, for people who don't know the 12-step world, in the morning for like, you know, step 10, 11, we're supposed to pray and meditate in the morning and the evening and 10 step during the day. Anyways, sometimes people will share in meetings that, oh, if I don't pray in the morning, if I skip one morning, my whole day goes to crap and I notice it. And I think maybe they're full of crap <laughs> but when they say that because that's not my experience. Mm-hmm. I can get away with it once my, or twice. My experience is I can get away with not doing it for weeks or months mm-hmm. before I start to notice how sick I've gotten. Mm-hmm. I can get away with not doing it for weeks or months. and But the flip is true. 
is I have to actually do it consistently for Mm. weeks or months to really experience the true spiritual benefit of doing it. It does me no good to just do Steps 1011 once or twice a week. It means nothing. It's better to not do it at all. (laughs) Half measures avail us nothing. I have to be disciplined. I have to be disciplined and consistent with it. And my schedule currently is very similar to yours. I have three people in the book. I meet with sponsees Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. I have my home group on Tuesday night. Oh, we don't need to hear about all those. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's similar (laughs) to yours now. Yeah. And um, I know how that goes. And so a lot of times people ask, how are you? I say busy and I feel bad about it. But I've, yeah, we got to stop saying that because I want busy to be, is good for us. I, wanna, I think busy is good for us. And I don't know. And maybe that's a delusion. But I think that the more time we seem to take for ourselves, the worse <laughs> our lives get. Right. And the more that we focus on like helping God's kids instead of ourselves, the better our lives get. What, what is the line in the book about presently maybe del- smashing the delusion? Yeah. Uh, it says, I don't know, it's on page 30. It's on page 30. It says, uh, the delusion that you uh, can drink like, uh, del- must be smashed that, I don't know, I don't know the exact phrase, but it says, or presently maybe has to be smashed. The delusion, the delusion that we are like other people are presently maybe has to be smashed. Mm-hmm. This is what came to mind. And here's why. I think part of my delusion that I can just get off the gas in the last quarter of the year. That you think you're one of those people that can do that? I've seen That's a lie. I see pastors do it. I see other people do it. And and you're right. So the delusion that we are like others or presently maybe. Here I am ten years sober. But we're still not normal. I'm ten years sober, haven't even thought about a drink in many, many years, right? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden so the or presently maybe kicks in and I think I can take my foot off the gas. And the reality is, is that if I want to be happy, joyous, free and content, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. But I think that there's a balance that you and I are working to find to not face burnout either. You know, honestly, I think we already talked about it and we know what we're going to do because burnout typically like Philippians 4.13. Yeah, I, I don't mean right? that way. I just mean like... And I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That is the honest truth. When I'm doing what God wants me to do, I have the strength That's to do true. what I need. That's I mean, true. really... Maybe uh, the fear of burnout is another delusional, self-centered idea. I don't know. Right. And so <laughs> that was why a few months ago I told you when people would be like, hey, Donnie, how are you? I'd be like, busy. I stopped saying it. Mm-hmm. Because quite honestly, the fact that I stay busy is what keeps me sane, happy, joyous, free, and content. That's true. You know? That's true. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation with you. I because appreciate, it's on me. I appreciate our listeners. Uh, you know, if you need any help, call 844-AND-HOPE. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Check us out next week, Relevant Recovery Radio, hashtag God, though.